In the right corner, weighing in at 165, seen on House of Cards and fighting men with ant-like powers, Corey Stoles, Ephraim Goodweather. In the left corner, weighing in at 230 pounds, known for stealing your girl, extermination, and daddy issues, Kevin Durant's Vasily Fett. Who will win? Abraham Fitty Cent Satrakian's Cookies or Die Trying. Meanwhile, an angel got his wings. All of Feraldo's character development means nothing now. Kowalski gets grilled like a Polish hot dog and Eldritch gets his life and decides to give Eichhorst a little bit of his own white. And it's the chock-full penultimate episode of The Strain, Season 3, Episode 9, Do or Die. Let's go. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin hey guys thank you for tuning in this is the strain after show for season three episode nine do or die okay first off i'm not in the live chat today because the walking dead is back and i'm not gonna let anyone try to ruin it for me so don't even try if you comment on this video that's totally fine because i'll have seen it by then uh thank you for tuning in uh shout out to anyone who is in the live chat i'm assuming uh most of the regulars are there so thank you for watching uh please hit that thumbs up leave us a comment after the stream ends if you want us to reply to it because that's the only way it gets saved these people are still dancing so i'm gonna, che- I'm gonna just kind of va- vamp until they they get tired of dancing um, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-A-M-I-U-X. Go ahead. Uh, where can we find you, the amazing Stacey Newsom? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Stacey Newsom, the S-T-A-C-E-Y Newsom. All right, and I am Michael. That's right. You can find me at Boyne Young on Instagram and Twitter. That's O-N-E-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-A. That's right. All right, let's take this down before we get too funky with it. Freeze. <sighs> All right, great. So this was an this was an action packed episode. Lots of stuff happened. It was kind of cool to see Gus and Angel, but you know what? It just it really was disappointing in some ways. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm traumatized. It was like so much action and so much loss that I'm just kind of like, whoa, you know, like my head spinning. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this many people to get off in this episode. <laughs> it, I, I agree. This this episode had so many things that I liked. And so many things that I didn't like at the same time. I don't know how to feel. I guess I guess this leaves me kind of like this was this episode was okay, but <laughs> because there's stuff that I really loved, and then I was just like, no, you did that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm I liked I like where the story's going, but I'm disappointed in how they get got rid of the characters. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched the episode already, you might want to go watch the episode because I'm about to say some pretty yeah. spoilerific things. Um, so of course Angel dies. Yeah. Uh, he goes out in a blaze of glory. Rest in literally, peace. literally, literally. Um, I hated this. I thought it was really dumb that they killed him in this way because it really didn't achieve anything. Not at all. If him and Gus had just driven by, they probably would both be alive. But now Angel dies, and we kill Feralda, and we kill Kowalski. Mm-hmm. So we have. Three interesting characters, Angel, which we've been building up through episode one of season two, mm-hmm. building up to this whole storyline where he was a wrestler and, like, maybe he's a badass when he really hasn't done anything. Well, if you think about it, he kind of served as a father figure for Gus that Gus never had. So, in a way, Angel sort of, like, saved him, like, sacrificed himself for Gus. No, I understand that. Okay. Just, but just the, the but he sacrificed to- himself for Gus after he put Gus in that danger. Yeah. Okay, true. Like true. I know he's been a father figure, that's great, but like he was such a cool character and they were in- they introduced 
Angel in season two as somebody who's going to be a badass later on. Mm -hmm. And then he never really lived up to the hype train (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. And it's kind of just was disappointing for him to go out not even really doing anything important. Uh, He brought Gus into that situation and then he just gets kind of taken out like a bitch by getting stung in his leg, and you're like, "Mofo." There were, I think it's because the deaths were cheap. Yeah, they I weren't like there they, was no suspense. Yeah, they were like cheap deaths, and I, bald cop, I can understand, you know, maybe taking an L, but for all the two, and then in the same way, she kind of got the worm before. Yeah, like everyone has plot armor until you're in the back of a pickup truck, and then you slash somebody's like. That's the thing. It it's like. You have Angel with these damn metal knuckles just beating the crap out of Stergoy yeah. and not even worrying about getting splashed with worms or anything. And mm-hmm. then you have Feraldo who just shoots one and gets it in her eye again. Right. And it's got to yeah. be the, the same eye. eye. Like, I get the, poetic, <laughs> I get the poetic writing of it all. I just kind of... There's sometimes where you just have to be like, really? Yeah. And this is and harkening back to season two where I was just like, all the time, I was just like, really? Yeah. And the thing is, I like the idea of a showdown on... Um, I like the idea of a showdown on the bridge. Like, I like that idea. Every showdown is on the bridge. Every time we do a showdown, it's on the bridge. Yeah, but, you know, I like close quarters. I just don't like how they took away characters that actually mattered. And I just feel like they could have done it a different way. How would you have liked to have seen it? Um, I'd like to see Angel, Ferralda, and Gus get out. Yeah. Um, Ball cop take an L trying to like trying to save them. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe maybe they figured you know they don't have anything planned for Angel and there's only one season left. But why is Gus the one that gets to live? That's what I want to know. Like, is he like the chosen one? Because like, he has a guardian angel. Ah! No. <laughs> if if I was to play out this scene. In in my mind, the way it makes most sense to me is bald guy gets taken out by the first people. Like you, you get rid of that extra character that got taken out by the the bus underneath the bus. Yeah, bald guy gets taken out from underneath the bus. Then it's Angel, Feralda, and Gus running, and then Feralda gets maybe it's I cursed. Maybe it's somebody who's like well known or something goes and turns her right in front of them as they're running away. And then I'd say Angel and Gus make it over the fence, and then a human takes out Gus, or takes out Angel. I think it would have been more impactful if it was somebody who survived before who freaks out and shoots Angel. Mm. Because right now it's just, okay, the Stregoy are killing everybody. But we haven't really seen, aside from just like scuffles in the street, you haven't seen like the deprivation that humanity has gone to. Like I feel like Gus and Angel should have gotten out of there, gotten past the blockade, and then immediately ran into scavengers that like hauled them at gunpoint, and then there's a scuffle and Angel gets shot. Like I feel like that would have been more impactful because like, damn. Because we still really haven't seen how bad humanity humanity has gotten. Besides the time with Quinlan and... um, uh, F in uh, Dutch. Yeah. So that would that would do well. But I will say that scene also gave me probably the funniest moment of the season when they roll up and Gus is like, oh, well, <laughs> let's turn around. <laughs> he was just like, he was like, oh, no. Yeah, he's not that going in. Like, like, no, we don't got nothing up. to do with no, that. Best <laughs> line of the night. That's messed up. They chain ganged him. He's not trying to. Yeah, he's like, hey, looks like they, it's tough times. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> he's like, let's get out of here. My whole thing was, why did they get in the bed of a truck? Like, come on. It, it, it was there. <laughs> the, I don't know. It seems like the writers set this up. Like, they knew who they wanted to get rid of. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, well, any, any way will do. 
you know, any, uh, just put them in the bed of a truck, you know, like, I think it didn't matter to them how they died, just that they died, because I would have liked to see more of a blaze of glory death. Like, maybe, even if, even if Angel died by the Strigoi, I would like to see him, like, maybe if he, like, killed, like, ten straight Strigoi. I mean, he did. Well, yeah, he sort of, but. But I wish he was the cause of the explosion. Yeah. Like, he should have been the cause of the explosion, not just kind of caught up in it. Like, if, if that was the thing, it would have been a little bit better. Like, um, he should have taken himself out? That's what you're saying? Well, like, yeah. Like, if he was... He knew he was infected, and he saw the mm-hmm. gasoline, and he just decided to bring the fire closer to it, or something, yeah. to take them all out with him. But even then, the explosion was really tiny, so I was like, oh, it didn't really do much except yeah, for kill I him. Thought, I thought it was going to, like, go on a chain with the other cars yeah. and kind of, like, go down the, I guess, bridge or whatever. I mean, you know it was ominous when nobody was in the cars, and then you see the... It was weird. The windshield wipers, like, went off at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. I don't know. It just... It, it was a really bad use of the characters. Like, yeah. character deaths are a very big part of television nowadays, but they have to be impactful. And I just kind of was like... Oh shit! They killed Angel. Well, that sucks. Like I wasn't like, oh my god, they no, fucking killed was. Angel. And, and, and then like, showing, showing him in that little like wrestler like get up like right before he burned up. I thought it was kind of <laughs> cheesy. I disagree. I thought that was cool. I thought it was at least a harkening back to season two with the origins of the character. Okay. Because they haven't really brought that up at all, which was supposed to be like his big thing was that he was the the yeah, invincible yeah. invincible wrestler guy. But like. Plus, maybe they're just trying to sell Halloween costumes. Close to they're just like, let's show this real quick. But no, I just think... I I think we should have really seen him wrestler mode yeah. for that to have made sense. Because he was just still angel mode. He wasn't like... Like, if he had taken some Strigoi and did, like, mes- Mexican wrestling moves on them before <laughs> dying... Like, that would have yeah, been like awesome. something cool, like a Berserker Rage or something. Yeah. Like, something really cool to be like, man, he's really going down, and he's, like, holding everybody off so they can get away. And, like, make make Gus in a situation where if Angel didn't do that, Gus wouldn't have been able to escape. That would have been one thing, but instead he just shoves him off the thing. It, it was kind of... I don't know, it was lackluster, and it was just badly directed. Yeah. And I I'm mean, sorry, like, I don't think the direction of this episode was bad in any way, but this scene, like, when you're dealing with character deaths, and you've had Gus for so long, and, you know, he's kind of got the plot armor, but Angel's been in for two seasons now. Yeah. You got Joaquin playing him, who's great, and they bump him up to series regular for this yeah, episode, like for the him. season, and we like him, and we think, okay, this is character that's moving towards being a badass later on, and then they just punk him like that like that's just i don't know i was i was very upset with how they got rid of the character and for all it was just kind of disappointing because they really brought her up they gave us so much good storytelling in the first half of the season and then immediately after she decided to be a badass and get rid of the news footage she just goes weak and goes super soft and then never recovers from that she goes super soft and then she gets punked in the back of a freaking truck yeah i was when the when the other cops left, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe we're going to see her be hardcore again. Mm. Like, kind of like, all right, well, let him leave. You know, we'll hold the city by ourselves. You know, maybe her, like, straight Sarah Connor style in Terminator 2. Like, <laughs> she was like, oh, only five of us? Uh, and we can get killed? Let's go shut off the lights. <laughs> it would have made more sense if she went to um, Ephraim's. Yeah, It would have yeah. made way more sense. Okay, we got five of us. Well, let's go see what Ephraim's cooking up. Hmm. And then they would have found out about the uh, the brainwave thing. Yeah. Um, I know that's not the technical term, guys, but yeah, <laughs> the brainwave thing. 
<laughs> so, I mean, basically the signal jammer. Well, yeah. clearly they must have thought, okay, there's too many characters on this show. <laughs> Let's get rid of some of them. Because, like, maybe they're just running out of storyline for Maybe they wanted to streamline it, I guess. But it's just the way they handled it, kind of. It didn't sit right with me. But there's other great stuff in this episode, though. It's just the great thing about HBO shows is you have characters, right? Let's say you have eight characters. Mm -hmm. And then when you write out all your characters, you write out kind of their personalities and backstories and all that kind of stuff. And then when you're writing storylines, you see how different characters interact with each other through these storylines. And you see how them doing this story can cross-section and interact with other storylines going on with other characters that are intersecting other storylines. The problem when you kill off characters is... When you get rid of one out of three characters here, everything that could have been with future storylines that could have affected these is gone forever. Yep. And especially when Kowalski and Feralda were big parts of their own arc, which was all through season two and yeah. a big part of season three, you have no cop storyline at all now. You have Fett, who was just kind of involved, who's still alive. But yeah. no, like, you don't have a police force. They all left. And then you kill off Kowalski and Feraldo. So they're, they're just kind of saying, like, we're doing away with the police force completely. Yeah. We're going to just... Except for Fett. Fett is the police force now. Yeah, but Fett's not an official <laughs> police officer. He's just... Yeah, he just has, like, He's the, a consultant. The, uh, well, he wears that badge like he is. <laughs> he, does, he does wear the badge Every like he's a detective. <laughs> It's just, I really would have liked to see more in the terms of, uh, what's the word, conspiracies, uh, spies, like, people on playing both sides, like, more of that. Yeah. Because right now we have Eldritch who's betraying the Master. And, and we, we thought Desai probably could have been that. Desai could have been that, but now he's being controlled by Eldritch. He's just yeah. kind of under wraps. And he was never, like, a good guy, so you don't really have that. Yeah. Dutch was kind of that, but then she went over the good side as soon as she found out. Like, it's just kind of... The lines between good and bad are so clearly delineated in this that you're just kind of at the point where, okay, so it's five good guys and the master. I-Course is really fucked up. And yeah. I-Course is kind of like out for himself, I guess you could say. Well, now. Maybe. You mean maybe. Eldritch. I mean, yeah, yeah. Eldritch. Yeah, I-Course is messed up is, now, too, though. But he's a little hurt. <laughs> I don't know. It's just we really. Don't know how hurt, though? Not. He took that tumble down that shaft, too. He's, he'll be back. He's going to be broke up at least a little bit. He'll be back. Oh, yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can kind of see with this going is they've broken it down to the main characters. Next episode is called The Fall. Um, next season is the last season of the show. Yeah. Things are going to get really bad. Real so fast. It, it might have been like setting up for the loss of all hope next episode, which is what I'm hoping for, which is why yeah. it's like everyone in the police force is gone. Anyone who could fight back against the city is gone. Angel's gone. So Gus has to rely going to Ephraim if he can't get out of the city. That's So they're pushing yeah, Gus think, towards them. I think that's why they did this because they knew, like, okay, we just – uh, we got to get rid of the police force. Um, okay, quick scene with people quitting and quick scene on the... Uh, I think that's pretty much how they handled it. They were like, okay, we got to get rid of the police force um, because we got to set up for the last season. Um, quick scene with everybody quitting. Quick scene on... The, well, not really quick scene on the bridge, but get rid of everybody on the bridge and then, okay, we're... Wiped our hands yeah, with so, this. So it feels like next season is going to be Satrakian, Fett, Ephraim... Dutch probably will not make it past the end of this season. Just a prediction. What? I'm thinking she's dead on the first episode of next season. I don't think she makes it past the end of this season. She's kind of 
done her usefulness. She created the thing with Ephraim. They got the love triangle going on, and nobody Ephraim loves can stay alive. Um, (laughs) No, so you got Satrakian, you got Fett, you got Dutch, you got Ephraim. Still, Zach hasn't been even brought into this for a yeah, while. Zach has been gone for a minute. Zach, I guess they're breeding or getting him ready, grooming him. I Zach guess. might be the next master. Yeah. We don't know yet. Um, of course, there's a lot to be said there. But you have maybe like six to eight characters. And there's something to be said for like uh, when the Fringe did it, when you had like four characters going into the future and they're against all odds and they have to figure out a way to get out. Yeah. So this might be what they're going for to create the sensation of surrounded on all sides where they're the only people left in New York that are really fighting the battle, and they're going to have to fight it because the master's still in New York. True. So, I mean, if it's if it's well-written, if it's well-written, um, it'll be really good. But I and just you can kind of sort of forgive this a little bit. Yeah, but I just kind of... I worry... I worry that it won't be done in the right way if this is how they treat their characters when they're getting rid of them. That's the problem, yeah. is, like, getting rid of Angel in this way, getting rid of Feralda, and, get, like, at least have one of them have a meaningful death. But no, all three of them just got punked. Yeah, it was, the, it was, I think, the, and I put it in my notes, cheap. It was just very cheap. Was yeah, like, it there was, was no suspense, really. It kind of just screamed out to me that they were in the writer's, writer's room, like, okay, these guys gotta go, because we gotta get rid of the police. So these guys gotta go. Uh... Um, let's put him on the bridge. All right, fine. And it was, I think mean, it was like, that was it. Oh, let's put him on the bridge. Okay, write something real quick. And, you know, of course, TV does has to have to move quickly, but it does seem like they, they just whipped it up because it was needed. I mean, hell, even have an explosion knock Gus to the edge of the bridge, Angel has to grab his hand, and Angel's getting stung by tons of stingers while he's trying to lift Gus up. Like, even that. Yeah, something that makes it, Makes you him, care. Makes his like, death seem dies like it has a meaning. Right now, it's like, oh, you're stung. Peace, mofo. Like, yeah. you out. You, we know you're dead. Oh, uh, man. And then with the splash. The, the eye, sp- like the, the little spaghetti structure. <laughs> We're sorry, guys. There, there are things that we like about this episode. But that splash, man. For, for the splash to not matter for so much of this show mm. and then for it to be so integral to how that worm got on her. Because yeah. it was like slow motion. Like, and it's like, come on, That bothered man. me, too. That bothered me a lot. It's like, oh, she's the only one that gets infected from a splash. Everybody else has got armor. You know? Everybody else was has been splashing away ever since the first episode. People <laughs> got splashed nice, after her. You know, sword splashes, the rebar. Who knows how many times a, a worm should have been on fat. But... It just, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of lackluster. Uh, Walking Dead, through the many flaws it has, it still knows how to get rid of characters in a good way that makes you mm-hmm. actually give a, give a crap. Whether it's out of nowhere, or whether it builds up, and then you find out they're not dead or whatever, like you still feel something. I kind of, I was kind of like, well, that's a waste. Like that's all I really felt. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, that, that's kind of a waste of these characters. Yeah, like. If you're going to kill them off, like, what is next episode going to be? Just fet trips and a worm gets in his, gets in his nose or something? Like, that, like yeah. oh, banana peel? Oh, I walked by and there was a banana peel. This is my mortal enemy. Vasily Fett does not go well with banana peels. Like, um, I wonder, I'm, I'm very a banana, interested. A banana killed my closest friend in the Holocaust. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of... flashback to the banana peel of old. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it says here that the only way to beat the master is to set banana peels up in strategic <laughs> locations. <around. laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this, guys. Oh, but speaking of flashbacks, the flashbacks I enjoyed. This was I did too. The Eldritch's whole great. backstory was great. Palmer's daddy is cold blooded. This episode, two thirds awesome, one third terrible. Yeah. Everything with Gus and Angel and Feralda and Kowalski, terrible. Yeah. Everything, everything with cool. Eldritch, everything with Fett and Ephraim and that, great. Loved it. Yeah. So let's get off our high horses yes. sh- <laughs> crapping on that. So let's let's actually talk about it. You want to talk about Eldritch? Uh, yeah. Eldritch, just the way, uh, the way they opened him up when he met his father, mm-hmm. uh, you could definitely tell that his father knew about him, but was, yeah. you know, kind of like, you are not my son. You know, he has not, you know, uh, I guess, owned him in any way. Oof. And the way, he br- the, way he, the way he brushed him off with the whole, like, here's $10,000. And Eldridge kind of came to him straight up, like, hey, I'd like to work for you. Yeah. I'm not here to condemn you for anything. I just want to work for you. I can make and, you money. And show, my, and show my worth to you. Mm-hmm. And like you know, man to man, and he kind of brushed him off. He's like, "Here's ten thousand dollars." He paid him. Well, off. yeah, he paid, he <laughs> gave him ten thousand dollars. He was like, "Get out of my face! I don't want to see you anymore. This is all you're gonna get from me." And it it was it was kind of touching. It was, I mean, in a touching, touching. type of way. It was but terrible because it, it, it set him on that path to being a horrible human being. Well, yeah, but I mean. You know, it was it was a motivator of some sorts. Well, but some sorts, <laughs> all sorts. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate advocate here for a second, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a businessman who has an affair, yeah, gets a woman pregnant, and they have a kid. Let's like he, he Elgin's didn't say about him anything about him not paying child support. So he <laughs> might have ch- he might have paid child there support. There was probably no such thing back then. No, there was in '62. Yeah. There was. Okay. Parents, st- parents still had to support children even if they were out of what. Like, it was a very different time, but mm. it was still. Like, so you don't see him coming and complaining about that. You see him asking for a job. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, you have a bastard. Do you really want to be reminded of the fact that you kind of abandon a woman and her kid, like, every day when you're working? And well, have... consequences. You, you pay, you play. No, I oh, know yeah. that. And, and he also, at the same time, has been telling this lie of only having one son. Yeah. yeah. That means that he all... Every time it comes around, he's like, oh, well, yes, I have one son, but then I ha- actually had another. Yeah. That, you know, he don't really count. No, I'm just again, playing. I'm just playing. Again, not, I'm playing devil... Not get again, on the with that one. I'm playing devil's advocate here. And I'm saying, from the business guy's perspective... Okay, he has a child out of wedlock. He wants nothing to do with it. He's told mm-hmm. the family he wants nothing to do with it. And then the son is sickly and comes to him. Pro- and he says, this is the last time I give you money. So obviously in the past he's given him money and paid him off. And now he comes to him and he's sickly. He just had a kidney taken out. And he wants a job in a very high-stress situation that's, yeah. again, 80 hours a week. And to be locked away in a room doing accounting for whatever just to make money. And the guy says, here's $10,000. Go travel. Go travel because you're probably going to die soon. <laughs> as much as it's a dick thing, mm-hmm. like, it, come on. If you had five years left to live and somebody gave you $10,000 to go travel, you'd probably be like, well, you know what? Shit. Like, I, I want to go travel. I want to see the world before yeah, I die. Give them kind of like the Make-A-Wish Foundation And then you, you and are, b- of him but you are set up in that scene for when the next time Eldritch goes to him and yes. he says... Ha ha, I just bought your company, blah, 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 blah. The whole thing that you loved more than my mother and me, blah, blah, And the guy's like, <laughs> you didn't you. do, you You literally, like, Wasted are your me. Life. Like, yeah. you hate me, but you are me. Like, you gave up having a family. You gave up yep. traveling. I gave you that ten grand to go traveling, and look what you did. You just turned into a businessman like me. So, like, 
how are you how are you gonna hate me basically he told him he's worse than you worse than him he's like you look older than me you've wasted your life you've wasted your health (laughs) trying to get back at me like he was like and that was that's what made that scene so cold because I was like yo Palmer daddy is ill because he was (laughs) like you look worse than me you wasted all your time on me and I didn't even think about you like I didn't think about you (laughs) (laughs) I mean he's he lost his company it's being taken by Eldritch he's in an old folks home but he's still happy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's out there macking the ladies at, yeah. the, at the pinochle table or whatever it was. So, I mean, who really who really gets the last laugh? Like, he gave sure. him yeah, the opportunity. And then his voice cracked it in. He was like, you don't see me anymore. Like, 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 it's another damn thing like Quinlan. Like, you're never going to see me again. Take a good look. But what I did like is that they showed his humanity. They yeah. Showed, uh, they showed a lot of... I empathize mm-hmm. with that character on this episode, you know, and it's like, wow, okay. This guy clearly just wanted to be accepted, you know, he yeah. was abandoned, and just all he wanted was his dad's acceptance, and it's like... Well, it's like when your health's deteriorating, you need to be doing the stuff that you won't be able to do when you're older, and it's deteriorated to the point that you can't. So it's like, you know, he, his dad gave him $10,000 to travel, to traveling, he could have built up ten grand easy to invest it after he's done all that stuff, and then built True. up the same amount of wealth without using that ten grand, and, and without, without having using, like hate as a motivator. Yeah, and you know, hate's a great motivator, but to be fair, like that's why Eldritch it, it shows us why he turned to the master because by the time he could enjoy his money, or by the time he mm-hmm. met his father, mm-hmm. he was already too sickly to do anything. He's yeah. already wheelchair bound. He's got yeah. a cane just to get up. Uh, it was really interesting to see the power plays his dad used on him when he came into his office the mm-hmm. first time. Uh, he, Eldritch has the cane with his um, right hand, and his dad holds out his right hand to shake his hand to make him switch yeah. hands with the cane. Uh, he knows he just had a kidney out, so he can't have alcohol, so then he gives him a glass yeah. of water. Like, it was, it was very much it so... It was very foul. I'm better than you. Yeah. Like, I don't respect you. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like that's a situation that people deal with all the time. Mm-hmm. You got ten grand out of it. I mean, yeah. He, but I, something told me I was like, he's going to take that ten grand and like. Oh, you knew it. He, yeah, he's going to take. He's going to flip that. You know. So. <laughs> and then he tried to give it back to him to like make a point to turn it around on his yeah. dad. And it was kind of like sort of a boss move, but then his dad checkmated him. Yeah. With the whole, it was like almost a boss move, but then his dad was like, "You look older than me." You spent all this time on me. I haven't thought about you. Mm-hmm. I don't even want that company anymore. Right. I, it's and I don't need purpose. your money. I don't need your $10,000. And I got all these available women in here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got this. And like, you looking all thirsty. <laughs> God. You're dried up and thirsty. Well, father. Oh. That oh. was that was kind of his attitude, though. Give me a lemon drop. Quench <laughs> <laughs> oh, my thirst. <laughs> Sorry. Um, See, so yeah, I mean that's kind of his thing. Meanwhile, we're we're getting back to the present where he's kind of enjoying being chipper thanks to the white. Yes, he's tracking down. He tracks down the guy who was running the shipment, Bob. Bob's in a wheelchair. Bob says that uh, Desai said that he was taking over for him because he was sickly. Leads him to where the boxes were kept, and he's got his guards who were serious business. Who's like the yeah. Renicops? Just tell us, go ahead. And it's like doot 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 doot. Clear. Reminded me of uh, South Park's take on uh, Captain Phillips, where it's like doot doot doot. Clear. Wow. Right. Uh, throwback. They did, they did handle it very quickly. They 
they just. I kept thinking almost, something bad was going to happen. I thought. I, yeah. I thought Ichorus would just suddenly appear in the car behind Eldritch and be like, "That's what I was thinking." Welcome to my factory. <laughs> um, we found out what's in the boxes. Not yes. what we thought was going to be in the boxes. Not what we thought. And At all. One of the briefcases was the one that we used last week, and mm-hmm. we'll get into that conversation in a second. Yes, because you know we yeah. got to go there. <laughs> and the other one's a nuke from Russia, so mm-hmm. it was shipped through Egypt, black market, and then shipped over there. Because you got to keep your fingers on the pulse of the black market when you're when for you're sure. Stragoy. Yeah, when for you're sure. Stragoy, you never you never buy anything off of Amazon when you're Stragoy. You go. <laughs> You go below, you know, the black market. You know, you get things, you know. You don't do eBay. You don't just you don't go to, like, Walmart and pick up a nuke. No, you got to get it, you know, straight from the source. Yeah, but you know you can't. You can get a nuke at Walmart. Oh, next, really? Next to those hunting guns. I'm really? kidding. Is it, is it <laughs> marked down this week? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he takes the nuke and then holds Desai hostage. We don't know what's going on. And then the, the scene with Ikerst <laughs> is pretty bomb, though. So Ikerst comes in, and this is when... He tricks him into thinking he's still sickly. Mm-hmm. Icarus is like, I'm going to drink you. I'm going to have very much fun drinking you. I've been going... looking forward to this. I've been looking forward. So have I. One thing, I've been saying this since the beginning. Why isn't anyone using silver buckshot? Now, Why when you said that, I like, thought maybe they are, because he looked like he was a little messed up. No, I think he was. Oh, he was? I think he was, yeah. I think they were using silver I didn't see the sizzle that I expected to see. <laughs> no, I think they were using silver. Ah. But, like, my real thing is, like, couldn't you just plan a little better so he couldn't <laughs> get away? Like, <laughs> Yeah, because he did. I, I mean, he was hobbling, and, but I was expecting them to kill him in that room. Because remember, he also You killed all the, the daywalkers with the, that, like, UV yeah, light thing. UV light thing. So I thought he was going to turn that on, and they were going to just, like, spray him to death. And then that was going to be... Okay, the good guys lost some people. So now the bad guys lost some people. Yeah, I was about to say, but the only people the bad guy too. lost was just like they lost that one kid that they beat in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, we'll get to that. But I mean, you know, Icorse, he made it out for what it's worth. I know he's probably very, very hurt because he fell a long way. Yeah, uh, and he got shot about a hundred times. Yeah. So he's which the only person who can survive that is Vasily Fed apparently, because <laughs> he's got plot armor thicker than Titanic. Man, huh. Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty badass. And he's like, the master already knows what we're here. We need to go find Satrikian. Yeah. So he was like, get my car ready, let's go. So that was that was. It's very like gonna cool. be Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the two old guys back to back. Meanwhile, at the Holocaust cave. <laughs> wow. No, that was bad. Um, I wonder how Satrakian is going to react to the news from Eldritch. That'll be interesting. Uh, moving on, Ephraim and Dutch. Mm. All right, way too much PDA this episode. It, like, moved a little fast. You're like, okay, they did it once, and now they're just totally coupling up. Yeah, it, they were living that, like, TV commercial lifestyle where it's like, pull out, pull back the shower. And it's like, hey, hey. It's like, oh. All like water shimmering down there. Okay, my problem, this is a girl thing. My problem with her is that she was in the shower, all wet, face is wet, and her, her, her eyeliner is just perfect. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but I was just like... No, her eyeliner was like, drippy. No, her eyeliner's always in place, though. It's always drippy, and the very it's next always scene. there. Maybe it's just black eyes. Maybe <laughs> everyone's like a really bad guy off camera. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. But they were they were they were living the romance type of life. And, and then I'm like Fetch shows up. I was so happy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> he was he was mad about that too. <laughs> he, was. He, he he probably could get like a little vibe. He was like I don't think so. I don't think he would think that she would go for him at all. Really? Oh. Yeah, I don't think so. I thought that's what okay. that attitude okay. was about. No, I don't think it was I don't think it was even yeah. in his mind. I think he hates Ephraim and he still kinda cares about Dutch and that's what the <laughs> The attitude, okay. yeah, I gotta <laughs> fix that. Uh, the attitude was about how Ephraim had stolen the book, so he really hates Ephraim because of that. I don't yeah. think he's realized that Dutch and Ephraim have something. I thought they'd reveal it this episode, but probably wait until next week. Yeah. Um, but no, she's out of the shower. He has no hair, so he probably couldn't tell that he just got out of the shower. That's why I was like, okay, he probably doesn't know that he was out of the shower. Um, shower sex is really difficult. It. So uh, I was kind of like, I was like, why were they going this route? Like, it's it's. It's not as easy as TV makes it. Yeah, think. TV makes it look so easy. People at home, uh, <laughs> if you ever try public it, service announcement, it can be very, very cumbersome, if you will, and you probably won't. It's like overrated. It. It's overrated. <laughs> so, you know, only one person is warm at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the strain makes us. Do. This is. I mean, they, we, <laughs> strain makes us let you guys know that. A shower is too small for two people to be, like, rolling around. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving so, on. Moving on. Moving on. So Ephraim and Dutch go into these weird catacombs somewhere that we have no idea where. It's just yeah. random oh, places. She made a choice, by the way. Remember, Fett asked her to come away with him. Yeah. Oh. And, and she said, nah, bitch. See, that's why I thought he knew that they were, like, you know, hooking up. Because he was kind of like, you going to go with this guy? I think it's me. more, he feels like that was more her turning him down. Mm. Mm. Oh, like, because okay, okay. he was kind of doing the eyes, and yeah. she was like, no. <laughs> I mean, she has a habit of leaving the person she's sleeping with for the random next person she yeah. was sleeping with. So, I mean, I bet he thought, like, damn, she's going to she's gonna stay here with F. Like, I think, I don't think he thinks romantically, but he's probably thinking, like, damn, she's going to stay here for Ephraim, but she left me for her other lover. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Burns deep. She <laughs> was cold as ice. Mm-hmm. Not willing to sacrifice her love. Um, so they go out to these weird catacombs and they catch a blink, a blinker or whatever you want to call them. Feeler. The feelers. Feeler. Yeah, feelers. And I'm just like, they're like, something's following us. Let's lure it into this destination. And they have no conceivable plan. <laughs> like it walks in. It, plan, it could have killed both of them. Mm-hmm. Their plan was like throw a net on it. Right. <laughs> right? It, was almost like a, it was almost like in the first Ghostbusters where he was like, I got a plan. He's like, get her. It was like... But that's not a plan. <laughs> Getter is not a plan. It almost felt like it was just their laundry hamper. They're like, oh man, we're going to totally catch know, this kid. Right? But like then just the act of putting <laughs> what used to be a blind child in a net and just beating it crap out of it. <laughs> You're just oh. like sitting there like, that's pretty funny. I'm oh, watching man. a show where they're beating up a previously blind kid. Look, people, you had to beat your kids. See, it says if you spare the rod. And they did not spare the rod. They went to the Joe Jackson School <laughs> It just of reminds me. They it, beat that kid so good. It reminds me of Vern Troyer and Austin Powers where they put him in the bag. And they're just like, <laughs> they all the and the bag's like moving around. Oh, man. It's like the only time I felt bad for Stragoy. Because like, like, they hit him, they hit the kid twice. And I was like, okay, that's enough. And then they kept they going. going. I was like, I was like mm. not even that. But then the next scene, you see the kids like latched into this device with its spine open up. And just its face, like looking around like this with its brain out, and you're like, 
Holy fuck! They couldn't sedate it. I'm like, look, man, science is some Jack the Ripper ish right here. Science is a very, very important tool that must be used, and sometimes that tool is a net and (laughs) just a a pipe, (laughs) and then, and then I guess some cutting tools to take off the back of your head. And you know, sometimes you got to have those on hand. Yeah, it's tough out there. You know, science has got a science. (laughs) It's like. It's it's really morbid to think about that, like, locked in that apartment, Ephraim and Dutch are going between showering, having sex, and dissecting what used to be human beings. Yeah. That's it's a hard knock life. That's actually sexy. But, I mean, at least it's it's a safe dissection. I mean, they're, like, you know, they're... They're not getting sprayed or splashed. Yeah, I guess, I guess they're... So, I moving mean, they forward, okay. they go out, they test this new jammer. And it works. Yes. Yes. And they're just like, yo, what up, Slice? Yes. That was, I really like that part because, like I said, I do like the science side of this. And I did feel like they got away from it. And now since they're back, I do like the science and figuring out, I do think they built that machine a little fast. But <laughs> but for TV time, you got, you know, they're well, probably you know, working on they, for hours. They did test out some versions oh, of yeah, it. Remember? Yeah. So, she yeah, had yeah. the seizure so, okay. and stuff. Yeah. So they just modified it a little bit. So they go um, and they meet up with Satrakian now that they know it works. Show them mm-hmm. the cell phone video. Yes. Cell phone videos are great. Um, we're reminded that technology still exists. And Satrakian says that it's a good idea and then Fett's like, oh, we're gonna go get him but not with this guy. <laughs> Dutch is the one who He's built it. He's a thief and a liar <laughs> and I don't like him. <laughs> he was like, he doesn't like the See, cut of his jeans. I thought that was personal. I'm like, oh. Well, it was. It was. It was, it was about the book. So oh, wait, wait till it's over a woman. It's going to be even worse. They fight over milk and cookies with Satrakian. Yeah. And, you know, Corey got some good, or sorry, Ephraim got some good hits in. He did? Yep. Fett got some good hits in, but he is all around, like, a bigger dude and probably yeah. a better fighter. Yeah. I was even F surprised was Ephraim did class. as well as he did. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at the bald head of the CDC. Yeah, but you don't touch the bottom line and be like, it's because Nora died and Kelly died yeah, that, that was and way, everyone died. Yeah, that was way below the belt. I was like, you know what? All right, I'll allow it. And then Ephraim was just like, yeah, well, you killed half the police department. Yeah, that was. <laughs> okay, that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. Stop, stop. Wasn't what are you doing? Took, wasn't it you that took all day to get back to the place that you right? got in like like 30 minutes the, the other episode? This is the most cliche line though. This is what the master wants. He wants us to fight amongst ourselves. Oh, you can't man. play into his hand. I love And then Quinlan walks. This was like a sitcom. This freaking yeah. the whole scene was like a sitcom. But it's weird because it's a good scene. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> like, scene. I liked it. But it felt like a multicam sitcom where it's just like Fett and Dutch are fighting. So Chuckins, the good old uncle who's like breaking them apart. <laughs> Quinlan walks in all burned and it's like, uh oh. And he's like, the ancients are dead. And then Satrakian just has the most heartbroken <laughs> look on his face. Uh, you tweeted it out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was like Ralph Wiggum in The Simpsons. Like, you can detect the moment his entire being was ripped to shreds. He's just like, <laughs> like he didn't even, like he didn't even have that face in any episode of Game of Thrones. Man, it's 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 a cruel world. I don't think they're dead though. I don't think they're dead. Quinlan either. ran out. As if Quinlan can get out, I assume that the ancients are just as fast as he is. So, and they just had a fresh meal. You know, they, you know. Yeah, I think. So, I assume that they're probably somewhere laying low. Um, yeah, because Quinn, you think he's lying or he just doesn't know? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He I left first uh-huh. and was burnt up from, I mean, it's a nuke, so obviously. He left first and was burnt up, but he left 
first, mm -hmm. and the ancients were still there. Yeah. And then it cut away. Like, there's no way he would have known whether they had ran away or not. Plus, he's half human. There's no way that he's that he's faster or as fast as purebred ancient Strigoi. Yeah. If he can run that fast, then they can definitely go faster than that. Now, he is the chosen one, so he is... I assume he's above Icors. You were the chosen one! <laughs> I'm sorry. You were supposed to bring balance to I hate you! Yo, he put all of his emotion into that one line. All three movies, he put all of the real action. Sorry, we're talking that. about Star Wars again now. Yeah, sorry, this is Phantom Menace. Um, I mean, sorry. Quinlan's got a nice tan, though. Yeah. He's no longer the pale rider. He's now the slightly tan and handsome yeah, he's rider. Like the, the ashed kind of like rider or something. Because he's like kind of burnt a little bit, but just not. A little crispy. Medium not rare. Too much. Medium yeah. rare. Yeah. Not too much. Not too much. Um, and now we talk about uh, the elephant in the room here. The fact that nobody this entire episode has mentioned that like eight. Freaking buildings in New York imploded and right. sunk into the ground because of a nuke going off underground. <laughs> I don't care how busy the city you live in is. <laughs> when eight buildings disappear in Manhattan, you notice in the in the course of like what ten seconds. Yeah, maybe? like it was it's and then of course the water like waved up and it, I mean he blew up a. Like half, half of, of Manhattan. Thank you. And, and nobody's even talking about it. The police weren't even talking about it. The police didn't even mention it as ways that reasons they have to leave. They're just yeah. like, we've been overrun. Yeah. Let's go. It's not, hey, something blew up the other day <laughs> and like 12 buildings are gone now. And you're like, I know you're, I know that the World Trade Center is like a thing, but like, Twelve buildings are gone yeah. now. Twelve buildings fell overnight, and nobody knows. They, nobody they, even they did, like they did keep saying the city's falling. So maybe that's what they meant. Maybe they were speaking in vain. I language. need direct the strain. I need direct <laughs> reference to a nuclear bomb going off in your. Well, city. we didn't know it was a nuke, and nobody knew it was a well, nuke. Yeah, yeah, they didn't know. But they t the the first we hear of it is when Eldridge Palmer's with them. It's like we did hear reports of a nuclear device being set off the other day. Like. You think that the cops would have noted that earlier in the episode? You yeah. think Ephraim would have, like, you would think, like, the next day, everything on everyone's mind is, what the hell is that? Right? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm assuming the sound itself, mm -hmm. then the rumbling, then the fallout. Oh, and the then, white like, light? The yes. white? Just the just, light. <sighs> just the debris that would have spread miles around. Because so. they were spending too much time figuring out how to pull off cheap deaths right. on well, a bridge. Let's just say that was probably just an oversight on the writer's part. The the only thing that I give the writers credit for is not doing the juxtaposition of scenes of Ephraim and Dutch hooking up while a bomb's going off. Oh. Like, because that would have been a little bit too cliche. Like, cutting back and forth with... Like, Shonda Rhimes would have done that. Oh, like, it would have had them, like, cutting back and forth with some weird indie band cover of, oh, like, man. Neil Young playing over... Wow. Now, I will say, I'll give the writers credit, credit for this. I think, that I can think of, I believe all of the flashback scenes have been solid. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think sure. there's been one bad flashback scene. But just put that into the current stuff. Like, put, I don't know, maybe there's like one, there's like a team of like four people that do nothing but flashback scenes. And they're like really, really great. <laughs> and then everybody else is doing like the present day stuff. But it... It's like it's like it's, just, it's like a writing team that you have to like dial in on like a dial phone. It's like we need a flashback, nineteen forty two. We are on it. They write this great scene and then they pair it in with a 
a present day scene like the bridge that just doesn't really knock it out of the park for me. And it's a shame because like I said, this episode has so many things that I like, like Eldritch Palmer, even when he's feeling good and in the flashbacks, and you also get the kind of like Dutch, I mean, well, F Dutch Fett kind of like sort of fight throwdown. I like that. It was kind of it went to the cheese a little bit, but I enjoyed it because I was like, hey, F F got a little, you know, got some moves. I also like the um the brainwave <laughs> stopper or paralyzer. I like that. So, you know, there's some good things in here. It's Anim- just the bridge just killed it for me. Anime Man 86 in the chat says, Quinlan just knew the art of dipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. was good. I like that. Oh, uh, we got a few minutes left. Let's do predictions. Cool. Your After Buzz um, TV predictions. So real quick, where do you think Gus is going to end up? Do you think he's going to end up with Ephraim, or do you think he's going to make his way to Eldritch? I'm thinking Eldritch. I think Eldritch is going to need somebody besides the uh, top security man. Um, and I think the the um, Satrakian team is just overloaded right now. I don't think he would get proper screen time. Um, so I'd say he goes with Eldridge. What about you? I think he's going to get found by somebody in, you know, the Strigoi world and get used. So I've already mm. they've already explored that storyline with him in the first season, yeah. so I don't think they're doing that again. Mm. But I the think just probably remember him, I guess. He, the ancients might. That's mm. a good. That's a good one. Maybe. Um, I think it'd be interesting. Satrakian won't work with Eldritch. Eldritch finds Gus maybe on a run or something. Gus trying to sneak into the building because he knows or whatever. And right now, Eldritch does not know really the state of the ancients. He doesn't know really mm-hmm. anything about the other side. He only mm-hmm. knows about the master and that Satrakian's fighting the master. So yeah. Gus with this knowledge might be a really interesting person to put with Eldritch. Okay. And okay. then if the ancients reach out to Eldritch once they learn, that would be really interesting too because Satrakian doesn't like to work with them. And as far as Quinlan knows, they're dead, so they might be trying to hide from Quinlan too because they know his goal is to kill the master and Satrakian's goal is to kill all of them. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. So I think next episode, New York is dead, though. Yeah, New York is a wasteland at the end of the next episode. I think blood banks are in full effect next episode. Mm. Blood factories. Wow, yeah. Because we'd assume everybody that was on that bridge, since that bridge is gone, I assume that everybody was either turned or they made it across the bridge by just running or walking. Um, so at least mainland not mainland but the the island of manhattan is is a wasteland now do you think time jump Ooh, between now and the next episode between now and the next episode no 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 i'd say something short like a week or something yeah. like that well we're 25 days in right now i think is about the right time so yeah. a week or five days or something yeah, something short, but not... And then kind of get that little narration for the end of the season, for the yeah. like, season finale. Maybe a little narration has been like another week. I think it'd be really interesting to have Eldritch Palmer do the end narration for this season. Because okay. we've had Satrakian so much, but now that we know his past, and now that we know Eldritch Palmer is kind of abandoning the master, I think mm. it'd be really interesting to have that be him. Mm. That could be real cool. Um, but I guess we'll find out. Guys, uh, that's the end of our time, so we got to get out of here. So, uh, again, where can they find you on Twitter, Stacy? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Stacy Newsom, S T A C E Y. All right, go ahead, Michael. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at one Yosa O N E Y O U N G S T A. 
All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. Go ahead and please wait until this stream is over and comment on the website or on the on the episode so we can comment back. Uh, tweet it at, at us. Let us know what your thoughts are. Again, also go to iTunes. Nobody's left for us review this last week, but go ahead and leave us a re- review and a comment, and we'll give you a shout out on the show. We will be back next Sunday for the finale of season three of the stream. I cannot wait. Ooh, the fall. It's be great. Let's see. See you then. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I call shots, gun. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 